1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC.
0: Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings Week 6 DraftKings picks. Breakdown the cheap plays, the best stacks, the defenses that you need. Reminder to play in the best tournament on DraftKings. A thousand spots remain in the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League. Link down in the description. Let's fill that up. We're not making it any bigger by having a thousand spots remaining on Friday. I mean, at least before there'd be like a hundred spots left by Friday. About a thousand, probably gonna make it smaller unless we can fill that up. Pretty quickly, all right? Smash like for the episode, rate and review the podcast, sub to Mayo Media Network on YouTube, and if you want the lineup builder, the customizable lineup builder, and all of the stats and tools that go along with it, runthesims.com slash mayo will get you 10% off any membership level, as will some code at runpuresports.com. RPS heater 25. <laughs> still on a heater. Yes, still on the heater. It's, it's working. People are... Is it
1: 25%? Yeah, 25% out the first month. There you go. Yeah, it's good. Everyone's been getting in. Now NBA's coming back. Riding trains. Yeah, the trains are working. The Duke bros are not happy, but uh, we're, we're working out well with it, so we'll take it.
0: Uh, I was just randomly scrolling on Reddit yesterday. And I, I, this has really nothing to do with the Duke dream, but like the crypto bros, it was just like, hey, crypto bros, McDonald's paying minimum wage. It was a McDonald's ad billboard uh, that was taken out.
1: Oh, my God. Just
0: firing shots.
1: Taking shots these days. No one's safe, Pat. No. Josh Allen's pretty safe. He was last week, and we'll see about this week again. But yeah, we I look back, you and I usually do the play the best plays. I go through my same format that we do for the show. I bring in my spreadsheet all ready to go, be prepared. I'm like, oh, the top guy at everything, Dallas D. Higby's the top of the chart there. I've got, uh, who did I have at wide receiver? Diggs, Davis, Shakir, question mark. We were waiting on the McKenzie news last week, and we got it. And then you have you know the running back, Stevenson, Herbert. Basically, you just plugged all that together, and you had the winning wheelie really maker lineup. So I, I missed it.
0: This week is a little bit different. Let's just see. Well, let's see what the the optimal is telling us right now. A uh, lot of Ramondre Stevenson, yeah, who Run the Sims has projected right now as early ownership projections, but like thirty eight percent ownership, and only appears in the optimal lineup around twenty percent of the time, thus making him the biggest negative leverage on the slate that doesn't mean you probably i mean are you gonna play him do you think
1: i will some yeah
0: for sure especially again for me it's like last week with
1: the tom brady stacks i talked on here i was pretty happy with that worked out for me in a couple tournaments but playing in the small the higher dollar smaller stakes you could still get away with it i I just don't want to do it in the large field because there's so much opportunity for it to bust i'll throw it into my hand build 20 if i throw it in i always put it in the 20 dollars or something but when i build out my mme set probably not going to go there just based on it's if we haven't had it this year yet, where someone's thirty-eight percent projected going in. I think like I think Barkley's week was the highest, and he ended up coming in at forty percent. Ramondre could just be fi- he could be fifty percent by so, the time we get to Sunday.
0: Well, there's three running backs to kind of leap off. It's him, Eno you know, Benjamin, and Ken Walker. Yeah, some combination of those two might end up being in half the lineups. Yeah, do you I- need those guys though?
1: I think this is the thing, right? The slate is set up so that there's the two, two games that people want to go after. They both happen to be the afternoon games. The wait and see. I didn't see the, the result of the baseball game last night. I actually heard that if the Seattle Astros game, the Mariners-Astros, I should say it better, to go... Uh, into Sunday, I think they're going to push back the Seattle-Arizona game and even further time By swap. like an hour, yeah. Yeah, it's not by much, but for like late swap and things like that and to keep after, I think it's still important for the slate. But those two games with Buffalo, Kansas City, Seattle, Arizona, that's why. And when you've got Ken Walker, Eno Benjamin, both in that same game at cheaper price tags, also you have Marquise Brown's expensive, but Rondale Moore, and then we'll see Lockett left practice yesterday. Should play, though. He's, he, his price went down somehow to 50, or it stayed the same, I guess, 5,600. But for what he did, that seems crazy. So I think those as secondary stacks will be pretty popular just because they're cheap to fit in with the Buffalo-Kansas City game stacks or 3-1s or whatever we see people run out there.
0: Do you think that people will light swap if they miss out on the early, like... If people are stacking up both those games, and especially if the other one gets push another hour still a part of this main slate but if minnesota miami goes off and now all of a sudden people in the millie maker are chasing down like some outrageous result from earlier you're gonna have to get off all this stuff aren't you
1: yeah that's what i was that's what i was talking about a little bit earlier if you're probably gonna have your lineups already set up for that afternoon spot but depending on what happens in the morning and i've got a couple spots that i think we can attack in the morning that i'll be happy to go there versus i think most will have it set up pat where they've got the morning Running backs, like you talk about with some of the guys that are popular. And, oh, if that hits, now what do I do? Because now you got the same (laughs) setup for the afternoon as everybody else anyway. So it does make it a little bit unique to this slate. But we also have a a situation here. It's a first week of buys, right? So all that stuff, back to the Ramondre factor at 38% projection right now, some of that is to do with people just don't have as many places to go as what we've had in weeks previous.
0: I think there's some decent options here. Especially at the higher end and then the lower end of receiver, if that's the way that you wanted to go. But, yeah, Ramondre, Eno Benjamin, then Ken Walker, the three, I to say like Stone Cold Lock, Chalk, running backs, but they're going to be pretty popular. Uh, the Optimizer also likes Brady. Yeah. So, try to figure out how to get Brady with Godwin, with Evans. It looks like Cameron Brate is going to play, so you can't just plug in Cade Otto this time around. Yeah, that was but so... <laughs> it, th- that's a really good spot that it's not going to be unpopular, but... I think that people are overlooking that because just people don't know what to do with the Pittsburgh side of things. Just maybe don't.
1: Same as, yeah. Look, at last <laughs> week, you don't have to go to the other side. I know there was, you know, scenarios with the Buffalo stacks. I had Pickens as a part Pick- of my. Pickens worked. And the winning Millie Maker lineup actually used three Tampa Bay guys with no Brady. It had Fournette, Godwin, and I believe Otten was in there as well. And the point being anyway, was that you could have actually taken Godwin to Pickens For the classic run back and Otten goes up to Njoku as just another random tight end play and it actually still would have scored more and looked more like a conventional build, quote unquote conventional build. So it's like you can run these spots back if you think. Like Pickens is fine again, if you want. I'm just saying you don't have to, to your point. And then the interesting part is do you actually think it just shows popular in people talking about it with the Brady stacks? Or do you think they actually go there because when, the, you know, he essentially failed last week, even though he didn't fail, it just wasn't enough to do anything for you on the slate. So do you think people actually go back to these full Brady stacks after what happened last week?
0: I don't know. I, I think that people are going to look for any excuse. Like they're going to play their Seattle stacks or Arizona game stacks. Yeah. And then obviously the Bills Chiefs stack is going to come in. Yeah. Those are going to be the two most popular. I can't envision a world where the Brady stack isn't the next one.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say too. I was just saying I think there's at least three – in front of it, because you've got both the guys in that Buffalo-Kansas City game, and then you've got Geno Smith, who's a talking point in its own right at, I think he's 5,700 on the slate. Very easy to stack up. Talk about Lockett not getting a price change. Talk about those Arizona guys on the other side. You got Eno Benjamin, 4,600. Rondell Moore, 4,200. So I can easily see where people would go to those guys as well.
0: Yeah, the optimal rates on the players right now, Allen, Brady, and Geno are all inside the top four. In terms of running the slate ten thousand times, those three three of those four quarterbacks end up inside the top four. <laughs> Man. The other guy is Kirk Cousins. Oh yeah, I like it. I have
1: him started up here. That's what I wanted to talk about. One of the early spots. I mean, if you look to Jefferson. We know what he can do. He's again, he's expensive. He's eighty nine hundred, but that's what he should be for a guy that can rack up hundred yards in the first quarter or first half. Even if you want to put it a little bit further, it's very possible. This is a good spot. Both these defenses, these secondaries, I should say, are susceptible to taking some big hits in these in these guys that we've got: Tyreek Waddle. Uh, again, Miami. What sucks is it looks like Teddy's back at practice, but only going to be the number two this week. Them so pl-
0: then play Mostert, who is back at practice, saying he's going to play. Like Minnesota yep. can't stop anyone on the ground.
1: Or just yeah, I'm fine with still playing them, but I'm saying instead of stacking up, I that's why I like the cousin side, because the cousin side I know where to go, and then the other side I can still get my run back and just hope they do enough. What if Tyreek gets an end around for 80 yards or something to the house? Like you could see other stuff, and I think they're still capable of getting him the ball. It's just what he does with it, and that's the the upside that you get there. So I actually like that stack for early on. And then what about the Lamar Jackson setup here? Because Andrew's eight hundred bucks cheaper than Kelsey so you're getting different there where a lot of people are going to be able to fit Kelsey with those values we talked about and wanting to be in that game the problem is if you if you're looking for a run back it sucks to find one but well, the Barkley yeah Barkley's there but the Giants have those cheap receivers you're just you're playing roulette with them because it's really sad what they've got going on their their wide receiver side of the board
0: yeah I've actually been I wouldn't say making myself money this year but not costing myself a bunch of money but just by not playing the Richie Jameses of the world. It's like, right. oh, Richie James, great spot. like, he's not good. Yeah. This offense isn't good. Here's this, the problem. If this offense is going to be good, Saquon's going to touch the ball 40 times. Yeah. That's it
1: yeah that's the thing right with and it's such a you know a thing that people look at because it's always cheap i can make more if this if that it, it's not nba tfs it's not like he's getting the usage and the minutes and he's subbing in for somebody else so you're guaranteed to at least have a chance to get something on the floor on the on the field you might get nothing out of them and just or like I say you see guys last night look at that horrible thursday night football game just so many drops <laughs> curtis samuel stone hands mooney at the end tried to make it happen but what if you like I said if you just caught it that's the game winning touchdown like there's so many things these
0: guys even when they get
1: the Opportunities, it's not guaranteed that they're going to come through.
0: So you like Minnesota as a non-main stack? Yeah. I'm trying to think of who else to stack up. Burrow just keeps leaping off the page to me. Yeah, he's another no, one. I no one's going to use Burrow because they don't believe in him. Me included. I don't believe him right now. He's been terrible, but it's a nice spot. He like he's too expensive versus, like, he's $700 more than Kirk Cousins. Like, there's just not a world where people look at it and be like, Joe Burrow is my quarterback this week. Right. But he's still, especially if T Higgins is out, you can do Hayden Hurst and Jamar Chase along with him. Mixon will still continue to be popular because of the volume he gets. I'm good with chucking him aside. And Olave might be back this week, too. Probably no Michael Thomas on the other side. Or whatever the hell you want to do with the Saints. If you don't want to use any Saints, sure. Yeah. But one of these games, are going to score, like, 50 points. I personally still like Kamara, especially if Thomas is
1: out, because look at last game. I know Taysom, what did he do? Four touchdowns yeah. himself, and Kamara still hits 26 DraftKings points. Like, the price, again, they didn't change any pricing. Like, he's still, I think he's 100 bucks more than last week. They're in the Dome, inside, Burrow, like you said, in that weird range. A, again, there is some negativity towards him, too, and the team in general. But I think where a lot of it stems from, Pat, and you mentioned him, is from Jamar Chase. People are down on this guy right now. Back to Last time people were this down on Jamar Chase was last season preseason season he can't catch any balls he's got a case of the drops then what happened he came into the season absolutely dominated so I actually like that spot I had Cousins Burrow and Jackson as the three guys there outside of Allen and Mahomes as the two hammer spots at home or sorry in the big game in the afternoon those three spots but the Burrow one like I said easy to stack up we'll wait and see on the Higgins news but I think that's a good spot that you can go to as well
0: the other one I was looking at was Stafford Carolina second last in the league at generating pressure mm-hmm And all the problems that the Rams have had so far this year is they can't keep Matthew Stafford upright. Now, it's going to be super expensive if you do Cup and Higby along with him. And I have no clue who you play on the other side of the ball, if anything, from the Carolina side with P.J. Walker coming back. The
1: resurgence of D.J. Moore with the the new quarterback, maybe.
0: This feels like an ultimate get-right spot for the Rams. And again, everyone's just off. Everyone's off the Bengals. Everyone's off the Rams for justifiable reasons. But, you know, we're trying to find a, a different path that doesn't involve Geno, Allen, or Mahomes. Or maybe we just say, screw it. I'm going to play three main stacks, and those are the three main stacks.
1: It feels like a week for that, but I never do that. So that's why, like, I'm fine with getting a little bit less of the afternoon spot with the 54-point total. And I'll talk when we go to running back. I think there's a good, good play in that game, actually, that's pretty sneaky. <laughs> but just to go to... Uh, Those guys you mentioned, that's kind of, I had Stafford on the maybes. It's like you said, it's easy to stack up because you're putting them with Cup and Higby, just racking up whatever you can. And then if you want to put somebody on their side, it's expensive if you play CMC. So it'll probably have to be DJ Moore or just don't run it back. And like you said, if it's a get right spot, maybe they just pound them. Completely. Don't forget. I'm not saying to pack in the defense here because it's 4100, ah. but but they are in a, like they're 4100 for a reason. This looks like a spot that the Rams smash. They're ten and a half point favorites at home. This could be your spot from last week where you just stack it up, leave the other side alone, and because no one's on it, and these are great plays that can rack up PPR points. You can just fill in the values, and you're different because you don't have that. And one that I want to go to, I'll go to it now because I hinted at it a second ago. But you know who's a hundred dollars less than Ramondre Stevenson? It was a big narrative last week about can't play this guy in blowouts. You can only play him in close games. I think Buffalo and Kansas City should be a pretty close game. $5,900, Mr. Devin Singletary could get back in the mix. And if you're already going off Josh Allen or Mahomes and you're saying, I'm not playing that stack, which could punish you completely, you might as well get a piece of that action. And he's $100 less than Ramondre, Devin Singletary in what should be a close game where his stats bear out. It was the narrative last week was the opposite. Why not hop back on it in this spot? And if you played one of these stacks we talked about that aren't Josh Allen or Mahomes, you can plug him into your stack and even get a run back with MVS or something like Hardman and take a shot that way and get pieces of that game. I don't mind that
0: it's not going to cost you a ton it's only 5900 bucks it gives you that piece it gives you probably the least popular piece of that Bill's offense of reasonable players yeah like is McKenzie going to be back do we know that out of out of concussion protocol again I think he has to still get te- like fully cleared but it looks like he's going to be cleared from everything that I've seen All so, right, so Shakira is shaking his ass back to the sidelines can't <laughs> use him again yeah great so Ramondre 6,000 bucks Singletary, and then you also have Brees Hall at fifty eight hundred mm-hmm. against the league's worst run defense. I think that Brees Hall should garner some attention here. That just taking even more away from Singletary. Yeah. Like he's in that ultimate the Rick game and squeeze spot. Yeah. Where he has just the two chalk plays. One above, one below. How can people actually go to him?
1: That's the best part. I think you know, I've got him on the list as well for that same reason. And you just, you nailed it because that's the point is when people look at it, they know he, they're saying he's going to be popular again and he should be because look how good he did last week. He finally took the reins. What we expect that everything you know, played out the way we hoped, but now they can't actually go there because they're going other places and the numbers just say it. And this is my point earlier when I talked about it being the bye weeks now, everything gets even more condensed. Right? Because everyone's been talking over the last few weeks how the ownership's been spaced out a little bit more and you know you didn't actually see it. Last week, for example, James Robinson ended up getting to the highest owned running back at twenty-five percent. After that, it was like 19, 17, 16, and then everybody was 15 or less. You won't get those spots when these bye weeks pop up because everyone just becomes the best play and you'll get more condensed ownership on a guy like Stevenson. So I love the squeeze spots.
0: The other one I was looking at, and I don't know how to use the game. I Obviously, Stevenson is going to have to be a part of that. But Brown's Patriots yeah. screams like a game where there's going to be points. Oh,
1: man, I hope you're right. He's my only other guy on the maybe list, and it's not the side you think probably, but... Is
0: it, se- it Amari Cooper?
1: I, well, I lo- here's the thing. When I keep, keep looking at my numbers, and what I'm seeing is Amari obviously looks really good, but, you know, what does Belichick do? He usually tries to squeeze out the number one guy. I don't know
0: if he can Yeah, here. he can squeeze out the number one guy, Nick Chubb. That They're going to have to dedicate their... In- they have a bad run defense anyway. Yeah. Like, the the issue is, like, if you leave... Like, the Patriots pasty has actually been quite good, especially in man-to-man, so... That would be my one hesitation, but I feel like they have to sell out to stop Joe.
1: That's what I was thinking. So I'm saying if that's the case, you've got Amari, DPJ, who's actually been racking it up. So I think he at a cheaper price tag. We like Joku. Boom, you're done. Like, what else do you need there? This is what we talk about with an easier stack. Bring it back with Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers, or if you wanted to stack on to the chalk, how, how can you use Stevenson in a way others aren't? It would be to get involved in the same game. Hope he moves the needle on that game and forces Cleveland to have to throw. So... Again, I don't love going there, and I'm not going to do it a bunch. I just think if you're trying to take shots at something else, at least make it make sense. And in this case, we have a very condensed Cleveland offense. The thought that Belichick would stop Chubb and the run, and then the run backs are pretty simple. One of them is the chalk of the slate. So why not fit him into the mix if you're going to do
0: that? Or go Myers, like you said, to leverage it completely. I played Myers last week. Am I? I like Myers. He looks it, fine. The the moment they said he was active, I was like, I'm in. This, this is the ultimate Bailey Zappy pass. And what For, did he
1: have? Twenty something? Eighteen something? He like, almost
0: had thirty points. Yeah,
1: that might have been before. He's had another big game that was
0: almost twenty. Yeah. and I think last week was almost thirty. And that's what I'm saying. Like he's just he runs easy routes, and yeah. they're not they're they're not trying to throw into double coverage with Bailey Zappy. They're yeah. trying to throw to that guy who's open six feet in front of him. Which is what you those are the routes Jacoby Myers runs. He's not running nines down the field. He's running little slants right, right by the line of scrimmage. Very simple completions, and he's got a bit of yak after him. That's what we did last week. Just made one guy miss, and then all of a sudden he was gone. Yeah,
1: and if you want to do something a little bit different because you can't get, I mean, Brissett is pretty gross, and going to that game is, I get it. But
0: they have a top ten pass. It's it. It was like the week that I didn't use Gino. I used Goff instead. But like, still the narrative even that week around Seattle's offense was like, Gino sucks. You can't use Gino. It's like, well. He's okay. Percent has been okay. Yeah. I'm okay
1: with that. I'm saying for people out there that are like, I can't do it. I just can't do it. You could go, like we're talking about, like Amari looks very good and is cheap. 5900 Myers, we just talked it up, is one of the best leverage plays on the slate based on Stevenson's ownership. You can just run that secondary stack, especially if you're involving the Buffalo-Kansas City game. Like what if you just had Singletary and Kelsey? You've already got two cheap wide receivers. Most people are running Stevenson and Amari Cooper. When you run, okay, I'll go Cooper with you, but I'm going to take something different from that other game that eats into his, like if if Myers is scoring and crushing, it should be taking away from what Stevenson's doing. So again, both could get there, but the point being, I don't hate that from a a secondary stack perspective.
0: Based on all these like three cheaper chalky running backs, the top end of running back is just getting no love. Mm -hmm. Nick Chubb, 7% projected ownership. McCaffrey, 7% projected ownership. Jonathan Taylor, expected to play, it looks like. 10%. Barkley's only 16%. Not to say that's a great matchup against Baltimore, but when you touch the ball that often, you're going to score fantasy points, and it only takes one miss, and then Barkley's gone. So that's always, it's like it's like the Nick Chubb thing. Like, yeah, he had 24 carries, 23 of them were terrible. I mean, that's not the case so much this year. But like the other one was for 89 yards and a touchdown. The yeah. Derrick Henry thing at the same time. Like Delvin Cook, I know you like that game from the passing end. Yep. And then you still have Fournette. Like Fournette, even at 13, still seems pretty low for Leonard Fournette. When it's not working for him, it's like, oh, let's pass it to him nine times. Yeah, I like that. I I had some of those guys
1: top. Kamara being the one that I like the most, but he's probably more popular than those other ones that you mentioned. Uh, He's about the
0: same as Fournette.
1: Yeah, I was going to say but Barkley, Fournette came afterwards that I've got on my list. And then going down, like I said, Cook, CMC, Taylor sort of fit down towards the bottom a little bit, but mainly because the stacks that you're setting up, even if you are going like the Burroughs, the Lamars, the Bradys, it still leans away from that. So again, like you said, it's a way to flip things in tournaments just to get different. But when you're staying mid-tier to high-end quarterback and their options with them, that's when it becomes a little bit more of a
0: challenge to fit these guys in. Worst rushing defense on this slate right now. Cleveland is the worst. Green Bay is second worst. New England is third worst. That Cleveland, that's what I'm saying. Like, this Cleveland-New England game, neither of these teams really play defense. It's kind of crazy. It's just not the perception. Atlanta is also in there. Like, the San Francisco-Atlanta game, it just feels like... People have gloves on. They're like, I want nothing to do with this. And I get it because you have no idea what Atlanta offense is going to show up. Like the week that we tried to stack up Mariota, Drake, London, and Pitts, and they threw the ball seven times. And they were like, oh, no, because we can run for 275 yards. (laughs) Not that I want any of the Atlanta running backs against the league's best rush defense, but the Niners' defense is absolutely banged up. Like, what about the Niners' offense? Debo, Jimmy. IU, like you can pass all over. You can do anything to Atlanta you want to. Yeah, Wilson got the price bump. I
1: think he's 6,200 this week now. And that's fair, especially going up against Atlanta. what like no one's talking about. Him. No one, you can't. Like I said, we just, we explained where everyone's going. <laughs> not enough. When we say you can't, what we mean is not enough people will go there because it's like the Brees Hall situation. We know it's good. We know it's a good matchup. But again, we want to play all these other guys in these bigger, high total games, the Benjamins, the Walkers, all that. But as far as the pass offense goes, I have a theory. I'm trying to think about the best way to use it for this spot and for this week. But Atlanta, I mean, you come from sports betting as well. You know this. They're a five and a half home dog. It's usually like an auto bet when you have a five and a half home dog. You also have the storyline with Atlanta covered against the spread every single game this season. You also have San Francisco coming from the West Coast over on top of the fact that it's a look ahead spot. Do Do you know who San Francisco plays next week? Kansas City Chiefs, that's a pretty big game. So, I mean, there is a potential here that Atlanta comes out ahead and covers another game. It doesn't mean they win the game. I'm just saying there's a spot here to use that. And I'm thinking like if San Francisco gets behind, Debo is pretty fair priced for the amount of usage he gets in that sort of mid-tier wide receiver range. You talked about Iuke, you've got Kittle. Uh, you know, if, if Kittle is better in closer games, right? That's what we've taken away from it is when he doesn't have to block as much and all those factors, you could see him more in a closer game. So I don't know here, man. Like there, there is some guys that I actually have interest in. I just don't, am I really stacking up Jimmy G with all these guys? No. And then what are you doing with Atlanta? Like, I, I don't know. It's just tough. And we got to watch the injuries. You talked about like Bosa and those guys on the San Francisco side that we got to wait and see what's going on with them. If they play makes it a little tougher to see because
0: San Francisco is so physical. Yeah, I think they're going to be down like six of their defensive starters. Yeah. And they'll probably still win this game pretty comfortably. But will they cover the five and a half, I suppose, is... What That's what I'm
1: saying, where I think, like, you you said it there. Maybe not comfortably to what you said, but if they win it, it might just be a closer game. But then you have to realize, you know, how can how can I apply that to this spot? There is one other
0: spot, and I don't know how to wrap my mind around it. But now I'm looking at, like, the optimal percentage. Like, how often does this person appear in the optimal lineup when you run all the simulations 7% of the time Aaron Jones 1% ownership against the Jets yeah like that game no one's just it's like the San Francisco Atlanta game it's like screw this I just like it's the the Jets yeah (laughs) I They're mean,
1: he, he's like a wide receiver, right? So you can use him multiple ways. His price is fair. Nobody's on him. It is the Jets. We like Brees Hall. But again, it's not, I mean, that would be one of the spots we actually could put running back against running back because both are, a set. look at last week, Brees Hall almost had both bonuses. What was it? 97. I think he actually got the pass bonus, but he got 97 on the ground.
0: I, I think we need to temper expectations about him having an 80 yard catch every single week. We're not going to People might that. try to cover him
1: now. No, we're saying more, he's, what is he, six? Like he's in that squeeze range, like you talked about, and the price point being for him that he can get there both ways but Aaron Jones can do the same Aaron Jones can catch a touchdown and run and get it that way so I don't hate it I was looking at more like a mini stack in that game like maybe um you know Hall with Romeo Dobbs or something like that where you have sort of a secondary stack set up but I could definitely see what you're saying there as well and like I said no one's gonna go there that that could be a
0: spot to hit up well let's talk through the popular stacks then because I, I don't want to come on here and be like you know who you shouldn't play Josh Allen right how are we gonna do this Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I think, is a very interesting piece from the Kansas City side because he does appear. Like it's very, it's not easy what you're going to do on the Kansas City side if that's the side that you want. I just think it's really predictable what people are going to do on the Kansas City side. You got this guy Mahomes, you got this guy Kelsey,
1: done. And MVS crushed last week, so, recently so probably lost. him. So, and he's and, cheap enough, and, so those three for and, sure. And
0: people like Juju yeah, for reasons unknown, but they, but they like him. Yeah. So but,
1: someone said you should have known when his his first name rhymes with poo poo and doo doo. I was like, that, it's kind of childish, but at
0: the same time, it's kind of good when you think about that. Like he has been so bad. But you mentioned Singletary on the one side. Edwards-Alar is sixty three hundred. Like legit, no one is even as a part of these stacks. No one is using it. Yeah. And I don't know if that means you should use him with Josh Allen and just hope that he steals like four touchdowns in this game. Uh, or do you just put them in with Mahomes and just be like, hey, I think they're going to score a ton of points. And this is a piece that no one has. So far this season, it's worked. I mean, it's been on showdown
1: slates when you've got to see it. Two different showdown slates where we had Kansas City and it was passing touchdowns to CEH. Because, you know, on showdown slates, you're setting the rules. And what, mm. if I got Mahomes capped, what should I do? Do I include CEH in the past? It hasn't really been that way. Well, now it has. So I definitely think you could do that. I also think there's like, to your point, when you're building up for that game set, well, first off, what do you think happens in this game? If you had to bet right now, what are you saying on this Buffalo-Kansas City game? What do you see? Bills by 20. Just So we're on the same page. Maybe that's bad. <laughs> but I was going I think Bills smash here. So I was actually looking at even, I know it's wild, but like Jarek McKinnon? Every time I see him, he looks good. Yeah, but he never actually does anything. He got it for like 30, just one play. They just didn't use him enough. But again, if they get in a spot where they have to and they're down more. But to your point, it could start off CEH. And we could just get one of those games where instead of Kelsey, I mean, Kelsey had four touchdowns <laughs> with seven catches for 25 yards. Like, come on. But- if he falls, he actually won me a king of the beach seat, so I'll take it. But what I would say is don't see that happening again. We could see the Kelsey falls on the two type thing here, and we just have CEH banging in three touchdowns or something, and that sparks Allen to have to continue to go back and forth like we expect and to continue to rack up points. So Allen, blowout proof, doesn't matter. L- unlikely to be a blowout anyway, so even better. But yeah, you know it, what I mean? It, He's if, it's a,
0: if it's a blowout, like last week, he already got there. Yes. Or if he has to catch up, great news. Barring injury, he's, like, this to me, he's the
1: best. It doesn't matter. Even with his ownership that's associated with him, I'm not sure what it will show, if it's still positive leverage or not. But. Uh,
0: no, it actually shows him at negative leverage. It has him at, where the hell did he go here? Josh Allen, 18% ownership, optimal rate 12%, highest of any quarterback. Yeah. But when ownership is higher than optimal rate, then it creates negative leverage. Yeah, you got to go, it's got to be, like, how you stack it up. But, for example, that side, oh. I, I think you could put Allen with Singletary. Too. Like you talked about Mahomes and CEH. I think you can put Allen with Singletary. Do you see any possible way that you, if you're going to go to this game, that it's like, oh, I will do Allen, Diggs, Gabe Davis, and bring it back with Kelsey? Or do you have to get a bit more creative than that?
1: Uh, Yes and no. Like, I mean, obviously that costs a lot of money. Yeah, so but you you, I can, don't even think, you know. You, Let's you, try it. Yeah. Diggs. I, I don't like it not because I not because I don't think you can make it fit. So go ahead, but I'm saying it's not that. It's that when you do that, you're the same you're getting. As you have to get there the same way everybody else gets there. You just leave yourself. And everyone's like, oh, you're not. You won't get duped. There's you know nine spots. I'm not saying that. It's the Same thing in golf. I, we talk about it all the time. We do the golf show like this. Is that like if you get four golfers the same as everybody else, you have a two v two to the top on Sunday, and it's a lot of more a lot more luck that you're putting into it than if you actually build around this game differently. So go ahead.
0: Who would be the cheap defense we can throw in
1: here? Carolina versus LA, cheapest D on the slate. And yeah, LA, they're tied with the Steelers against Tampa. Way more likely that Carolina gets to Stafford. Brady is not. Yes, nobody's getting to them from Pittsburgh. Like they don't have Watt. Still, they don't have anybody.
0: I would say even Giants against Lamar, just because they it could just, work. Just because they blitz so often. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Maybe they. I'm just saying
1: to, what the slate's doing and what the sites are telling you. It's
0: Carolina. I mean, who's going to be the popular D? It's got to be Jacksonville, right? Jacksonville, so if it's maybe not Jacksonville. Matt Ryan. If it's not Jacksonville, it should be Jacksonville. That's How I'm much playing. are they right now? I forget. Three grand. Yeah, I think. Like I said, I think
1: Carolina is getting pushed more than what we've
0: seen so far. So, All right, so let's just throw Carolina in here. Yeah, so $2,400. Allen, Diggs, Davis, Kelsey. All in the same lineup. We throw in Panthers D and Eno Benjamin. And Stevenson. Yeah, we're, we're, we're running out of money here. That's what I was saying. We're we we only have $4,000 left for a running back, wide receiver, and flex. Yeah. I don't so, think people do so, this so as much. is that too expensive to
1: do? I think it's I think I think people don't go there because of that and you, you are forcing a lot. I think you pick between Davis and Diggs. All right. Do also, we... you can go uh, take take Davis down to or take Diggs or Davis, whoever you choose, down to McKenzie because once he's ruled in, people are going there.
0: He's okay, cheap, but but 5, but now 000. what I'm saying is like maybe people won't have these four together because it's too expensive. Because it's bad. Is probably. It? If, I mean there's four pretty good players. They are, but you need nine to hit that's where the mistake is. made. Yeah, but made. I, I need the big this, four. This is
1: the casual play. Like, this is what we're trying to help people go yeah, against. Yeah, but I,
0: I don't know if it ends up being a casual play because I don't think you can afford it.
1: They they can't, but I'm saying that if they try, that's what puts them where they're like, oh, I just snuck, I'm I'm sweating a min-cash. You have the four best plays, sure, but you don't have the rest to go with it. You force a lot at that point.
0: Trying to figure out if you could do it, how would you do it? So Don- it's- Donovan Peoples-Jones is 39. It's getting to the other running back. That is the tough part. Well, you got to go, like you said, so it, would, it would have to be like Ken Walker because he's Eno like,
1: Benjamin and Ken Walker in the same game yeah. and just hope it's a 51 point total and it's all running backs. So now you,
0: but now you have a receiver and flex and you only have 3,300 per player. Yeah. Like you're going right. to need someone cheap, man. Who is the cheapest? I mean, is there a $2,500 tight end? He uses a flex. Yeah,
1: so see what I mean? That's why. So what you know is two things. One, people aren't doing this two, It's bad. Yeah. That, that's what you take. away. That's the takeaway from this. this if, if, Friermuth, exercise. if
0: Friermuth sits, you can use Zach Gentry. Yeah, at twenty six hundred bucks. Gosh, Tampa might just punish this Pittsburgh team so bad. Like how high? I'm just looking at it right now. Like Mark Andrews. We'll talk about tight ends more here in a second. Mark Andrews only thirteen percent ownership, which is crazy yeah. considering he's the best but it's 800 bucks more to get to kelsey in that game sure and andrew's been better i like of, him better outside I have of a him. four That's touchdown game like every week andrew's just good yeah uh but hayden hurst only seven percent owned like that him. seems low doesn't yeah. it yeah for 3300
1: bucks the the main thing is the other guys just eat up all the ownership so you can't, you know, expect that much more out of them, but that's the whole point. We like, that's why we like them, not just because their ownership's low, more so that the spots that they're in, like we attach Hurst to Burrow and what if Higgins is out even better? Like, you know what I mean? Some of these situations are good news based on the ownership. It could be great news because they actually fit in stacks that we have interest in playing. So that's why I like it from that perspective. But, um, you know, I I think at tight end, when you've got Zach Ertz in that spot, he's going to be very popular against Seattle. That's a note too, right? The Seattle spot against tight ends
0: who who beat them up hawkinson Beat him up? I think that is a very particular case because... Well, that's a... I was going to bring this up. That Hawkinson beat them up. Yes, they had no receivers and were missing their pass-catching running back. Like, he was their only regular receiver that they had.
1: Right, and uh, (laughs) it was the other one was New New Orleans with um, Taysom Hill, who on FanDuel happened to be a tight end, but that doesn't mean he's a tight end. He did it from all different ways. (laughs) He was a running back. He was a running back, so that's my (laughs) point. People say, oh, tight ends just smash them, but it's the two pretty specific scenarios where it happened. Now, they do still get beat up, a little bit, like we had. I think when Denver played them, Beck got a good, had a good game with them. And the other, I forget who else for Denver had a good game that week. They put up like 14 combined DraftKings points. But it's like you're not going to get crushed. And at 4,900 for Ertz, it's not like a lock to me, guaranteed that he goes. But I think Kenneth Walker, Ertz, even in secondary stacks, will be popular, or Ertz, Lockett, will be popular. And again, everyone stacking up the Seattle side is not interested in Disley or Fant, so it becomes Geno, someone, Lockett, I, I, I Ertz. Could see, I could see playing
0: Disley. Yep, yeah, might be a way to go different in that spot because that like, he's cheap, right? Yeah. So get it. it's got some touchdowns yeah, too. Thirty-one hundred bucks. You need him to have like three catches and a touchdown, and yeah. hopefully like fifty yards Run. as a as a part of the rest of the stuff.
1: Eno Disley, who's doing that? No. Nobody. And it's so you're in the same game. You're just saying it flips. It does not look as good as Walker Ertz, of course. But one of those games fails to get there. Obviously, One of the games likely fails to get there. And a lot of spots within said games could still fail to get there, even if said games go off. So that's the whole point about how set it's all about how you set it up. Not about just saying, I'm going to stack this game
0: every way. You know, that's how you'd be able to get different scenarios in it, but that's it. Josh Allen, Gabe Davis, McKenzie, Kelsey. Now we have 4,500 left. That's still not a lot. It's really just using like Allen and Kelsey together is tough. Yeah. Still, I
1: definitely think people get to that. Maybe you see more... S- single stacks like Josh Allen, Diggs. Davis McKenzie, or sorry, Josh Allen, Davis Kelsey, and drop McKenzie and and drop Diggs. So well, how how do you think you would do it? Just so a, so go a, like this: do this side. one, do do Josh Allen, mm-hmm. do Josh Allen Diggs Kelsey, without that, and put in like Eno Benjamin and Stevenson, Carolina. We'll leave the three spots: Eno,
0: Walker, oh, Stevenson. You said. Stevenson. Stevenson. And Carolina. Start with
1: Diggs, Kelsey, Carolina, and tell us what we have left.
0: Forty-two hundred left per player for receiver, receiver flex. Possible
1: now, more possible now. Drop Diggs to Davis because Davis just smashed. Davis beat Diggs just last week. People can go back to it. Forty-eight hundred. Yeah. See, this is where it gets. This is where these are the common builds, right? It's going to be Allen with a receiver with Kelsey. With the cheap running backs in Benjamin or Walker, with Stevenson, with a cheap D, you can definitely at 4,800 average for three spots. Find another way
0: to get there. We don't you don't have to fill it all out, but the point being, there's definitely ways to get there. Oh, we can get there. Let's, let's try to figure this out right now. Let's see if we can build build the lineup that everyone has without uh, explicitly Pro- probably saying. Probably uh, how much is Etienne this week? Uh, he's too expensive. He's like five thousand, I think. I think, I-, I think we have to look at receivers here to find like the cheap receiver. Because Rondell Moore continues to be that guy. He's a part of that game. We already have Eno in. Yeah, I think. But we could get rid of, and we can keep Eno and use people. People are not afraid to use both, like Rondell Moore and Eno Benjamin. Oh, then they shouldn't
1: be. That's one that you could do. So plug in, plug in more. I just will say this though, because it's that becomes somewhat unconventional, even though I don't don't think it is. I, I have all kinds of lineups that have two guys from the same side without the quarterback, especially when they're that cheap. It makes perfect sense. We saw it last week with Fournette, Godwin, and Otten. Again, it's a little bit much, but Otten at 25 made it work. But point being, Pat, I think what we're seeing in this build, even when we build it, someone looks at that and says, Well, if I'm already doing this, why don't I just switch to Geno? Yeah. Because he's so much cheaper and he allows me to do so much. And then you can get dig. Oh, now I can go up from Davis to Diggs, and I can get Diggs and Kelsey and so on and so forth. So I do think that becomes a little more prevalent as the week goes on. But keep going. More makes sense in there. What are we left with now? Because that was less than our average. It was. So we have 5,100 per player for a
0: receiver and a flex.
1: And then so it's like uh, Amari Cooper as the secondary stack with Stevenson at 5,900. And yeah. it'll, it'll leave us money that you can buy someone for four thousand something
0: let's see throwing Cooper oh that's Cooper cup that's too expensive not getting there forty four hundred for a flex that gives us that puts us in the range of let's start at forty four hundred and go backwards Uh Rand, Randall Cobb Russell gage Alec Pierce, who I think people will like this week hey Pierce there it is Doolin out for the season yeah so uh you know? Kyle Pitts, forty two hundred
1: bucks. Zay Jones, forty two hundred bucks. Yeah. Is it this, this is the lineup with Davis in it, right? Not Diggs. Yes. Yeah, Diggs is a bit much. So yeah. I, I think this is something you see that you could uh, have people go to where they're trying to get into this spot here. But like I said, you can you can swap it around a little bit and change it up to make it different.
0: Yeah, and you can even get rid of Cooper if you I mean, I know maybe double uh double tight end might not be the way, but Njoku is essentially a receiver he's 4,000 bucks. You put him with Stevenson and you still have a wide receiver spot for 6,300 if you wanted to. Yeah. And now you can get to Waddle or Godwin or Lazard instead of Godwin. Godwin's super popular. You get a piece of that Brady game. Yeah. You, know, you still, that, have, still have 200 left over if you do that. You can upgrade your defense if you wanted to. Right. The, I don't like the Panthers for what it's worth.
1: Yeah, we'll talk more on it later. I'm <laughs> saying I know people do because the thing is, the storyline is right now, again, they're the cheapest D on the slate. I know Pittsburgh's there, but Pittsburgh literally has nobody to get after. Brady might have all day and, 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 to throw the ball. Here's
0: the thing. Carolina also doesn't have anyone to get to Matt
1: Stafford. Well, it doesn't matter because anybody who in the world, you you might be. I mean, Tim, we can get Andercust on the, sh- Andercust on the show. Hey, he might was, This might be a spot to finally get somewhere in football. You could. I think anybody could get to Stafford right now. Right now with that line. Arizona couldn't. Yeah. they. I mean, they could, but they just didn't do enough to score. They still barely got to Stafford. Yeah. I think otherwise, I think Carolina definitely can get to him. All right. So, 2,400 bucks. Again, I don't care. Like there's, there's a bunch of other D's I have here that I'm going to play instead. But I'm saying, I think when you look at what people are doing to make the build, we just talked about fit. They're willing to go down there and just take their shot. And when you don't have Stafford cup, all of that, we talk about this all the time, even if you don't like it or don't think that it makes sense, You are also saying that Cooper Cup doesn't make sense. You're saying Higby doesn't make sense. And by the way, last week, lots of lineups, winning lineups had Dallas D versus Higby in the same lineup. Higby still
0: did enough. Dallas D smashed. Yeah, because you have to think about the way that both Cup and Higby, weirdly enough, can get there independent of Stafford because they could both go like ten for one twenty and no touchdown. Often and new they're there <laughs> this season,
1: yeah. And not, that wasn't a comparison by any means of Dallas to Carolina, not no. even close. Different <laughs> end of the spectrum. My point was more about if you're when people aren't playing someone from a side, the defense can be in their mind as someone they'll use against them. Like, well, if I'm already not playing any Rams. Why not just play this D, hope that they can get to them like Dallas did last
0: week? Like you said, probably not, but I can see that's why people will go there for 2400 bucks. If we take the KC side, you got Mahomes and Kelsey. I I, I can't imagine anyone using Mahomes. I mean, I can, because you're going to play 150 lineups. Not every Mahomes is going to have Kelsey. But he'll be
1: way lower. Mahomes will be
0: way lower owned than Allen. I, I agree. So it's
1: 200 bucks more or whatever. But
0: so. I just don't see how, if Patrick Mahomes is going to try to win you a million dollars or a big GPP, how you can do that independent of Kelsey in this game. I just don't see how it happens. Right. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And I think people are, you
1: know, just as comfortable to triple stack it because MBS or Hardman plugs in pretty easily Hardman sucks. on that. He's They're not, not all, all the rest of these guys are terrible. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, MBS has shown at least a little bit last week. So that'll stay fresh in people's mind. Yeah, That's
0: good. So that means he can have another good week in six weeks. Probably.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like he's never been a guy just to go off or anything, but it's just the other thing is like we, we talked about how bad Juju is somebody has to get opportunities because of that. So it ends up becoming where you can just pick one of those guys. But like I said, I think you could also just go you could also just go Mahomes, Kelsey,
0: Diggs. Pick a Buffalo guy. Exactly. Well, do you prefer Diggs or Davis? Mm. I mean Davis is the one who killed them last year. Yeah. I'd I probably probably Diggs at eighty four hundred
1: and just pay up. But I again for, for that game, I'm gonna have it multiple ways. So I, I'm thinking through it. I actually like McKenzie at five K, hoping that he comes in with late news and ends up playing. So I like that. But um, you know, Singletary, another guy. I- I'm looking for the sort of more off-the-board ways to get after it. If Davis becomes super popular off of last week and Diggs, because he's expensive and didn't have a good week last week, is up there. Look at his other weeks he still had.
0: I, I like that not good week for Diggs is like 100 yards and a touchdown. Of course.
1: Yeah, that's what. <laughs> same as it always is. What was the week before when he had like 11 or 14 targets? I can't remember. And only got 18 points. like a horrible week. <laughs> but that's what I'm
0: saying. I think that's how people lean. Mahomes, Diggs, Kelsey leaves you with 4,300 per player.
1: Yeah, it's not good. Similar to what we talked about on the, it's the same flip of the build. It was only 200 bucks difference. Sure. But you can just flip to Kelsey and get 200 or sorry, flip to Mahomes and get 200 more dollars in the Davis build that we had up earlier.
0: So with, with Davis, instead of Diggs, we do have 4,600 per play. That's still not great.
1: Yeah, It's the build. It, it, especially
0: yeah. if everyone is doing it at the same time. Because I like you mentioned, once you start building this way, who you have to fill in at running back and receiver is going to be the same for everybody. There's only so many guys who are decent in $4,100.
1: Yeah. The build you had up earlier would have been, you would have got $200 more in your tank when you went from the same build you had on paper, if everyone wrote it down earlier or started filling it in, swap Allen to Mahomes because you're just going the other side with it. But then you may want to take an, a chance on somebody and say, okay, instead of Godwin there, let me put MVS. And now my flex opens up to a lot more money because he's less money Mm Then Godwin and you get a stack. That's a three, one conventional like stack. Maybe that gives you the money to get to digs and you're comfortable with a cheaper flex flex. Obviously, like you said, you can put a cheaper tight end. If you want to go double tight end, I don't like that, but I'm just saying people would be more comfortable with that. So I could see that as another angle that people would take.
0: Suppose we should talk about Seattle and Arizona. Yep, with Gino, Gino picks being the man here, fifty-seven hundred bucks. He has to be the worst, one of the worst leverage besides Stevenson on your sheet right now. Let's see, Metcalf, Lockett. I think that entire game is essentially negative leverage. Yeah, but Gino is too cheap. Like he's fifty-seven. Yeah, is Why is he that price in I, this bet, spot I, in this game in this couldn't matchup? Couldn't tell you. Makes no sense. Uh, let's see from that game. Eno Benjamin is actually the one who appears most optimally because yeah. of his price
1: and. I would think though that when not run the Sims is amazing, as you always talk about, it's going to update even further, but I think the ownership projection is going to go higher than than what it might have
0: now. It has 22% right now.
1: Okay, so there are. See, that's why they're amazing. They're already <laughs> up to date on it. So yeah, that is inter- interesting then. I was going to say the reason is because it sort of just became news yesterday that this sort of forced him up the board on a lot of sites with projections and things like that. So I thought maybe if he was coming in higher, but they already have him at 22 and still positive leverage, I actually think- No, like no, this... you know,
0: he's massive negative. Leverage.
1: Oh, he is already. Yeah. Okay, yeah. There's that's why I was like. <laughs> I was like, I think this is going to change because I can't imagine it. But yeah, at 22, you can't imagine that it's going to be optimal that often. So- No, and- But I mean, that to me is, again, that's like- Looking at him as his, as his own entity, one spot
0: not versus him. you
1: can still use him, and, and it's not again you can but play the chalk with other guys. Sure,
0: but a lot of people, if they're not playing this game, he's the guy that they're taking out of this game because mm-hmm. he's forty six hundred dollars. Sure. Oh, I agree. With and, that. and when you put him with all the bill, like you should just make a rule that if you're stacking up the Bills game and the Chiefs game, don't use Eno Benjamin mm-hmm. because at least you'll be just ha, ha, anyone who plays a Allen stack or Mahomes stack. How many of those lineups do you think that have you know like percentage of lineups have also Eno Benjamin? I wouldn't know eighty percent,
1: but it's a it's a high number. We just did the build to show <laughs> that would be a great point, right? You could just set it up if you're using an optimizer to say like Josh Allen, Eno Benjamin at most one, and then it's you're when you get Josh Allen, you're not getting Eno, and you can still get some Eno in these other builds that make more. Sense. Like again, that's where it will work. That's the whole point of what we talked about earlier with late swap. You've got Burrow, Chase, Hurst, and let's say Olave plays, or you use Camara, and that goes off for you in the morning, you can play Eno, you probably should. Yeah, you
0: switched to Walker, switched to Benjamin. He's good
1: good though, I'm saying at that point. If you got there with all the stuff that nobody's on and you don't have to stress as much, again, you probably still have to stress for this (laughs) Buffalo-Kansas City game, but if you don't have to stress as much, at least then you can say, okay, now I'm comfortable putting Eno in because not only do these people need Eno to go off, they need Buffalo and Kansas City to beat my morning stack where Jamar Chase went for three touchdowns, Hurst got one, that meant, that means Burrow had four, and then Olave crushed on the other side coming back from a concussion. You're ahead of the game there, so you can play the better projected play, and it's not as much negative leverage when you're piling it in to that. It's negative leverage on his own, but my point being, you can fit him into those stacks to make it make more sense.
0: Our next partner has a product I literally use every single I started taking athletic greens because I felt like I didn't have time to put together a super healthy breakfast every single morning. So I'd wake up, I'd feel logy, and then all of a sudden, like my next four hours were just like pounding coffee into myself. I started taking athletic greens in the morning because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes good, gave me more energy, and optimized my immune system. Then all of a sudden, feeling great all the time with athletic greens. It made such a notable difference that my wife started doing it as well so now we have to order two packs of athletic greens every single time well worth it and it's lifestyle friendly because it takes absolutely no time to put together and you can just pound it back athletic greens is a small micro habit that has big benefits it's the one thing you can do every single day that takes care of yourself to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash mayo again that's athleticgreens.com slash mayo to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over four million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. And you don't earn that kind of trust with that many people, they're doing something right. Right? At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know, because I use Simply Safe in my own home and they protect me with cutting edge security technology powered by 24/7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back and here's why i love it because i get the prompts on my phone right away i had an amazon del- package delivered the other day and i thought it was going to be like a break in the guy got a bit too close to the door for my comfort uh, and then just boom i got the immediate prompt i tuned in to my front door to see what was going on i was like oh it's just the amazon guy No big deal, but the fact that the sensors work so well, I got the prompt immediately. Shows I can be on top of it, no matter where I am. As long as I got my phone on me, I can check out what is going on in my house. And you know, I got little kids, I got a wife, got stuff to protect. I really don't have much stuff to protect outside of them in my house. Not a big spender, not gonna lie to you. But that safety makes me feel good, and importantly, it makes them feel good at the same time they have 24 7 professional monitoring they'll call you at the moment that there is a threat uh if it is a you know a first responder situation or a real emergency and simply safe blankets your home in protection advanced sensors every room window door hd security better cameras than i got on the go so you're gonna want to get in on simply safe and you can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com/slash mayo save 20 percent on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. It's pretty good. First month free. Visit SimplySafe.com slash Mayo to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe.
1: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them.
0: The most neg. I mean, this is going to be, it's not a direct correlation with ownership percentage every single time, but when guys get out of control higher on, that doesn't mean don't play them. If you think they're, they're, gonna, they're going to be amazing, play them and figure it out a different way. The most negative leverage players this week, Ramondre is number one, because we haven't projected 38%. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's right. But he is the most optimal player on the slate too. Like he appears in an optimal lineup more than one in five times, which is pretty crazy. It's a great price. It's a great matchup. I see it. I'm probably not going to use a ton of steam. But that's the key that you just said because I tried to state it or reiterate it now. But like what you just said
1: is that even though this is true, it's negative leverage one-to-one on Ramondre saying because of this ownership because he's only optimal this amount, that technically makes him. So he's not a good play, but we've seen it every week so far this season. And I know this is getting a little bit out of hand because the bye weeks add to the ownership and all that factors, but there is still ways to use him. And he is still the most optimal guy in the slate. Like there's a reason he is that high owned. What we're trying to say and explain is that that's why you don't want to just plug him in to all the same lineups everyone else has him in. If you've got back to what I just talked about earlier, that Cincinnati stack with Ramondre, you're good. You're much better (laughs) off on paper going in from a leverage perspective or from the slate perspective of using him in a spot that others aren't than when you're saying yes Ramondre went off and now i got that big buffalo game in the afternoon that's what you're gonna have in cash games and what you like because it makes the most sense on paper we could have a week
0: like last week where it works again but i'm just saying that's what
1: we're talking about when we're trying to explain it up front how you can use
0: them in a different way i've seen too many articles this week about the chalk hitting chalk hitting chalk hitting that we're due for one of these weeks where it's like oh my god the millionaire winning lineup had Zach Wilson as, as the quarterback. It's one of those. It really feels like one of those weeks. Or it's the week where Jonathan Taylor goes off, who, by the way, we'll get to this in a second, is the most positive leverage play yeah. on the slate. Cheapest he's been in Price ages. Prices down. Yeah, exactly. We, we don't even know if he's playing at this point, we'll mind see. you. But going against Jacksonville. Going against Jacksonville. Yeah. But yeah. no one's using him. No, definitely not. <laughs> we said,
1: like, even the lineup constructions don't really allow for it. So, you, you know, you look at it, they, anything could allow for it. You can make it work. I'm saying that we, when we built out what we suspect many others are doing, but then this goes back to it. So one, same thing in a different way. We just talked about the Buffalo Stacks and that big game with the Eno Benjamins, and we also talked about Ramondre Stevenson, Ramondre everywhere. But when you go Geno Stacks, now people have the money and find this, you know, and go to Jonathan Taylor, that's where you'll see him being used more even though it won't be as much. It's the opposite example of what I just gave. He'll still be lower owned. Yeah. But people are going to be using them in stacks that fit them and what stacks fit them the most popular is the geno stack
0: sure but i would guess that if there is eight thousand ish dollars laying around as a part of a geno stack those are going to justin jefferson or if people can get up to cup they're going to do that like jo- jonathan taylor's not on the tip of anyone's time for sure that's not the same the math tells it out if jonathan taylor stays at eight percent like he probably will he'll be more be, associated be, with more with those of that per- percentage will Absolutely. be in
1: stacked lineups with geno smith again doesn't make it good it makes it fine because he's low owned in a spot, but I'm saying the Gino stacks may still be the bad
0: idea there. So the most negative leverage plays on this slate. Ramondre, number one, Lockett, Walker, Eno, Benjamin, DK, Metcalf are next. Yeah, that whole game. <laughs> that whole game. Yeah. But is that a product of maybe the projections just aren't hip to Seattle having the best offense in the league?
1: It's a, I think it's a product of the pricing is just bad on all those guys, and the ownership is the only reason that they're showing. They're still showing. Oh, their, yeah, yeah,
0: No, they all show, like, if I... They're uh, all solid, optimal so, plays. So, so just, that's that's just pure leverage that I'm talking about here. Just basically, how right. often do they appear in the optimal versus their ownership percentage? Now, if we just take a look at who are the most optimal players on this slate are, you got Stevenson, Jonathan Taylor, and Cooper Cup. That shouldn't be surprising. Taylor and Cup have the highest upsides, oh, for along sure. with McCaffrey. Where
1: do the Seattle? Where do those guys you mentioned as the worst negative leverage? You e- know, Benjamin
0: show up? is number seven yep. in terms of best play. Like I said, Ramondre is number one. Locker. Lockett is number thirteen. Rondell Moore is number fourteen. Right. Kenneth Walker is number sixteen. So Back
1: to what we yeah. were explaining to everyone, so they follow. Because not everybody knows this stuff. Yeah, that's no, what but that's, that's why I show. want to talk this. It's up. a great conversation to have because that's exactly it. The reason they're negative leverage is because they're priced so poorly <laughs> that the general public recognizes that and the projections recognize that and says, you should go play these guys. They're awesome. And we had this Two weeks ago, when it was Seattle and Detroit, Seattle continues to be involved in this because they continue, as we talked on the show, to not change their prices. But Gino way too cheap. Lockett, way too cheap. Now we get some fill-in just by pure luck with a spot of like Eno Benjamin on the James Conner injury. Rondale Moore refused to get priced up, even though he hasn't went off and crushed. The point being, that's what's doing it. So maybe it's a spot pad again, and I know people will do this in some cases, but to overstack and get different there. Maybe it's finally a spot to use Kyler because if... Mahomes is coming in less than Allen, and we know Geno is the popular cheap guy. Kyler is also getting squeezed, and we have ways to stack him up here now against one of the worst defenses in football.
0: Kyler is most definitely, I think, the way to play this game. Yeah. Just even looking at the ownership percentages right off the hop, he's like one-third what Geno is. Now, Geno's way cheaper, but how do we overstack it? Kyler, um, Marquise Brown, and then pick one of Moore and Ertz, and don't play Benjamin. I want Ertz. Here's the thing about Rondell Moore. Sucks. sucks I know sucks. that's why I'm saying his price <laughs> like you change you need eight, probably most valid you need 8.2 DraftKings points off 17 targets Rondell Moore is your guy Gosh, yeah <laughs> it's so bad man it's like one of the guys
1: that we play in golf where they'll just make the cut and get you the top 40 but you're like I need upside yeah he doesn't have it but again can you play Kyler Murray with Eno Benjamin probably no problem I'm saying but if you wanted to really leverage the spot we know how popular Benjamin's going to get Lockett or Metcalf. Metcalf. Okay. I think it's the same as last season. I know it's continued to work out in Lockett's favor. A I, I've been bit, playing a
0: ton of D, or ton of Lockett every week.
1: It works. <laughs> I get it. It has, I'm just saying, the same as last
0: season. I'll continue to ride with Metcalf. So how popular do you think this build will be? You still have $4,600 left over before we put into defense too. This is why people are going to, and this is the Kyler side, not the Geno side. <laughs> Kyler, Ken Walker, Hollywood Brown, DK Metcalf, Ertz. $4,600 per player left. Throwing Carolina D. Yeah, As the example, $5,300 per player for a running back, a
1: receiver, and a flex. Yeah, and you five-manned it. So the point I was going to make is if you just took out, take out somebody. Don't take out, um, leave Walker. Who did you say you had a wide receiver? Metcalf.
0: With who else? Ho- Hollywood. And? Ertz. Okay.
1: Um, take out Metcalf. Okay.
0: $5,700. $5, and leave Carolina. Them. Okay.
1: So, okay. Take out Walker. Put Lockett. This is a good exercise I think because we're trying to get to what we did last week. I love this exercise because we actually found out like what was similar. So when you went lock it, who's popular?
0: Yeah. So we're still at $5,700 per player now for So this two, for two running backs, a receiver, and a flex.
1: Yeah. This is what makes it interesting because we are getting similar setup to what the K- the Kansas City Buffalo stack was, but we end up with almost $1,000 more per, per player. player. <laughs> so you see what I'm saying where this is like, I mean, like again, negative leverage on paper, but I can tell you right now, it's not negative leverage to have... Kyler with Marquise Brown with okay, now Ertz is the negative leverage well, and Lockett's well, the negative leverage. It's funny because
0: those two guys are still positive leverage. Cause no one Marquise Brown and Kyler are like the two players in this game. Right. I guess because they're too expensive that no one wants to. But use. that's what I'm saying. When you're now when you take it in as a whole that's where people are getting that it. it's like, Even like
1: last week, I'll keep harping on this because I talked about it on the Monday Review show that RPS does. It's like, oh, everyone's, oh, the cash lineups all won. This was such a shitty lineup. Like, it's so terrible. No. Like, people were not playing Davis in some of them. I mean, not just Million Maker. Like, that's a different story. But in some of the biggest tournaments that were won by some of the sharpest players in the world, it was like they just found a way to make it all work where once you put the McKenzie news out there, you get Davis and Shakir in some of these builds that made it work. It was Davis, Shakir, with a pickens, and then it allowed you just to fit all the chalk and put up 230 points. That is not a bad lineup. That that just they took what was already great plays and found a way to use them very differently. It allowed them to open things up in the rest of their build. So I never have a problem with that. And I think that's what we're finding here in this Arizona Seattle game. Plays look bad on their standalone spots, and we know they're popular, but they're popular for a reason. It's bad pricing. The spot still looks good. Could it fail? Absolutely. But if you're going to use it and go there, and especially if you have to late swap, Pat, again, this would be the whole point about late swap. We talked about earlier, tangent now, but Buffalo, Kansas City ain't getting you nowhere. All those guys <laughs> are going to have ownership one way, way, shape or another. But Kyler, Marquise Brown, Guys like that are just not... Metcalf, less than Lockett. Like, there is spots in this game that you can get to that others aren't going to be going to or are not going to be as popular at still fair prices, cheaper prices.
0: Metcalf coming in at 15, Lockett at 21%. Hollywood Brown, 5%. Which is insane when you look at what he's been doing. Yeah, he's All the season. one guy who does stuff. He gets
1: such <laughs> a bad rap, but I mean, like, it was... That was with Lamar, man. Like, Lamar and
0: the and Ravens a, and don't a, throw he, the ball. They and, don't... And he had a shit start this year. He had two bad weeks to start. Now he gets... Yeah. 40 targets a game.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't have it in front of me. I think this whole year is still okay. Like if you No, it, it, it is, it, but just the first two weeks weren't good. Yeah, I, I don't remember the exact stats, but I mean, looking at those two weeks, I thought there was still something there. And my point being, though, yeah, trending upwards always looks good, never gets priced. Again, back to pricing, he should be considered a bad price, but he's not because he's not the $4,100 or $4,200, I should say, more. He's not the $5,600 locket, but he's been doing just as much or more and a lot more than Rondell Moore, of course, and that's why he's priced up.
0: If you did save some money or tried to figure out a way to make it work, if you had to get off of Kenneth Walker and you had like good pieces that went off early, you wanted to keep the Kyler stack because you know it's somewhat contrarian, but you don't feel like you have enough, huh? If you really want to take that risk, it's a bit more difficult to get up to. But if you can get up to Clyde Edwards-Alaire instead of, like if that's the late swap that you wanted to make. For sure. Like that one makes sense. If that's a piece of that Bills game that you wanted to swap onto, because just no one's going to use it. And, and what, now you need to get and real. Talking
1: about earlier, like you could build that going in though. It doesn't even have to just be a late swap. The point is, if you're already going heavy on the Seattle Arizona game, you think there's going to be no points in this other game. Like you better still be adding in Buffalo Kansas City pieces. But to your point, a way to do it differently would be that, right? Your your chain. Like even for an example, if you have um, Walker and Lockett in the same lineup, when you go from um, when you go from Bet or sorry Walker up to Ceh like you talked about and then you take locket up to Metcalf you just have to come down one other spot and you can make that work and you have guys that aren't as popular in that game, and you're getting a different piece in your Seattle game. So you, you can do it still and be different and not even have to worry about late swapping to it and just go in differently because you're saying I'm stacking Seattle, Arizona means you're saying that's going to beat out at least from a point per dollar DraftKings points overall scoring perspective to win a tournament. You're saying it's going to
0: outdo Buffalo, Kansas City. So I, I think I found my main stack of the week. It's going to be Kyler, Walker, Benjamin, Hollywood, Brown, DK Metcalf, Tower, Lockett, Zach Ertz in the same lineup all of them seven seven man stack I like it I, <laughs> better hope for 100 points and just hope it's like it's that Detroit game it can happen we just saw it in Seattle Detroit it just I, happened I, it, I'm trying to think of how often that something like that actually happens where I remember there was the Giants Saints game one year where it was like Beckham Eli and I think it was Marcus Colston and I think there was like yeah. 104 points in that game it was like oh my god like, if you didn't have that game, you were toast. These games have been getting, I mean, what was it,
1: 48-45 Seattle-Detroit? Like you, you can see the points stack up here, man. It's definitely possible. Like, it just depends if you have the right pieces and the right guys. Maybe that's too much well, of an overstatement. Well, now I
0: can't miss. Well, you got Watch everyone. Rondell Moore go off.
1: Now. But then you're going to mess up your last two spots.
0: <laughs> well, I just won't use Carolina's D. I'll be good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, What else can we get to here? I Defenses? Like, I like Jacksonville play Jacksonville D play defenses against Matt Ryan. Good things happen. The end. Yeah, I have them on the list for sure. Matt with M- Matt
1: Ryan exclamation point is the note that I put. So how do bills and chiefs D work as a part of this game? They can definitely work. That, that's another way to get unique with it. You know, if you played the D again, you're going to have defense against position, which you usually love to do. I, I do. I was thinking, I like, was going to say, if, if like, I
0: use, if I use Josh Allen, it's like, Obviously it's a very low outcome percentage. But as a part of a stack, use Chiefs D. Hopefully like Chiefs D can like pick him off for six, keep Allen throwing, keep Mahomes off the field. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden the Chief's scoring is done that way. That's yeah. a really low outcome. It's it's about as low as I guess it's not as low as Clyde Edwards' lair going off in this game, but right, it's but the same I, sort of premise.
1: I think like, you know, defenses even if the game gets a little bit higher scoring, we've seen it work out where the defenses are still part of that and creating the the tempo, the pace, everything that makes it move. But then you're kind of looking at it from the other angle. Like, if, for example, you gave earlier, and I said I agree with you, if Buffalo smashes and wins by 20, you could have, like, Singletary with the Buffalo D. And they could just put keep putting Singletary in there. The reason Singletary might have a huge game is they keep putting him in position, or vice versa. CEH, if you think Kansas City gets there, CEH and Kansas City D, and have that set up where it's like they keep putting him in position to score. And, and it's just, you know, Allen finally has a bad game. The chalk busts. Like you said, he'd be the biggest spot to leverage on the slate. Anything to do with going against Buffalo on this slate is going to be huge because of where Josh Allen sits in the quarterback ownership, which then leads to the stack ownership and
0: so on and so forth. Trying to figure out which team is going to throw the most this week.
1: So I I had a couple others here. So I had, um, who do I got? Baltimore versus the Giants. Daniel Jones, bad receivers. Barkley was banged up. Again, he's going to come in okay. But the point being, they make mistakes. Dolphins D against Cousins. I know we like Cousins, but he's going to throw. We always like that. Um, Cincy against Dalton, especially if they're still down guys. I could see that. And he's actually been putting a little bit more pressure than most know or think lately. Uh, Atlanta against San Francisco. Again, Jimmy G doesn't really give you the chance, but I know they're the $100 pivot to people that are playing Carolina down at the bottom. So I looked at that. They actually have been getting pressure. That, how do you think they've been covering those games? Atlanta D has actually stepped up. In these spots to put them in the position to be able to cover
0: those games, so it's funny they play like absolute garbage until like the last five minutes. Their defense, and That's then it. all of a sudden they start generating pressure out of nowhere.
1: Yeah. So they have the ability; it's just they haven't. Uh, you know, I, I don't think they broke a slate or anything like that. But just thinking from from that perspective, and then Tampa Bay against
0: Pickett—that's thirty nine hundred bucks.
1: If you're going up, yeah, again, you know, a lot of people won't have the money because of the stacks that they're playing. But that makes it interesting as well. Like you said, if some of the, if something busts on this slate from like your point of if we get one of the slates that finally completely busts, it's very likely to be the Josh Allen side of things. He's the most popular on the slate. I'm playing a bunch of them. I'm just saying that's why I'd never go all in on a guy because if it doesn't come through, I think that's the most likely spot. I think we end up seeing a game where the running backs are more involved. They both want to keep the other quarterback off the field, right? Both sides should want to keep the other quarterback off the field. Just they haven't been able to in the past. And it's the rematch from last year. And it's got to be that score because that's what's going to happen again, right? It has to. That's the scenario that it definitely could go the other way.
0: So Jags D is objectively my favorite defensive play here. I like them. Bucks, if you can get up to them, I do like a lot as well. That's going to be very difficult. Of Bills, Chiefs, Seahawks, and Cardinals. Because we can talk about like the Bills and Chiefs all we want. Maybe they're not great plays. But Cardinals are still going against Geno Smith. And if Geno just kind of turns back into Geno a little bit. Yeah, he'd have to. I'd,
1: I'd take it the other way for sure. You'd take Kyle. Seattle? Yeah. They're cheaper. And I just like going against Kyler. I mean, he takes sacks on his own. Like he does, he pretty much gives you all the options. And he he you know, he wasn't him. It was actually two of that said this. I can't see over all the guys, but <laughs> Kyler could have said that too. He's also not very tall.
0: How do you feel about the Vikings at thirty four?
1: No, I think I would find the money to get up to Tampa. Okay, five hundred. I mean, thirty nine hundred is expensive for a D. But when you're going against Pickett and they have nobody, like they just don't have anything, man. Like he's gonna chuck. They have nothing to lose. I was talking about this today too. I forget who it was. I apologize, but I just remember it was a good point they made that like Pittsburgh is just going to see what I think. There's like a stat with Tomlin. I think he's never had a losing season, right? Is Correct. That, now he's going to have a losing season. Bro, you wait knows. for Pickett? No, he's going to have a losing season. I don't need to be. That's not not some hot take. That's an obvious factor. I think. But why wouldn't they see out? Like to me, to me they're not going to tank. Like there's nothing. To t- they have Pickett. They want to see what this guy has. So why not let him air it out? You and I love this. When a, when a team has a quarterback, it's not a backup third string that let's find how to make it easy for this guy. They're going to try, but they also want to see what he has and they're going to let him take chances. So we want that. And when you got a defense like Tampa Bay going against that, I think it's something worth looking for. And at 3,900, again, a lot of people just can't get there. So I, I don't hate it at all.
0: I only have four quarterbacks projected for a pick or more this week. Pickett, Ryan, Dalton, and P.J. Walker.
1: Yeah. Rams are 4,100. Yeah, that's too much. And also that one is another spot where, again, this is to me, and you're the best at picking this out, I think, but like when you get a guy like Walker coming in, that's to me is not the same as Pickett coming in. Like they're not, they don't want to see what he has. He (laughs) says he's going to get the hands in the play in the, get the ball in the hands of his playmakers. I think you could just see some of these shorter, but this is why I don't like DJ Moore. I think it's more of like a prop play. If you wanted to bet on DJ Moore props this week, I think he'd get the receptions and the yards because I think they're going to find easy passes to him. But I don't think PJ Walker is going to come in, slinging it, airing it out, <laughs> fumbling it, and doing all this stuff for a $4,100 Rams D to get there. I'd rather, again, still play the Bucks at 200 bucks less to get after Pickett. But we talked about Jacksonville versus Indy, and I talked about Cincy versus Dalton. So to make your point, I, I think those four Ds are good, but I prefer the bottom three versus the Rams up top.
0: The medium projection for Kenny Pickett right now is 34 pass attempts. Like, that's fantastic. Give yeah. me 34. 34 or a bit more against that Tampa 34 D. pickets is like maybe 50. <laughs> like we get, yeah. We're getting really good, juicy opportunities. So yeah. that's a lot of opportunities to pick it off. So let's try to come to some sort of conclusion here because I think you're... Tight ends are going to end up being whoever is a part of your stack. The ownership already bears it out anyway. Too, like I said, with Kelsey, with Ertz. Like, you do know. you have any one-off tight ends that you like? Like that you I'm think? Like, my list if Braid just... is out, I I like Kate on. Yeah, but, I don't. I think we saw it last week. He does
1: yeah. not. Get, he doesn't give you the anything. He gets you nothing.
0: No, but he's he. Would, but he's what, 2,900 bucks? Like if you needed to jam something in.
1: Yeah, I would still, like you mentioned Hurst earlier, I would still jam that, if, oh. especially if Higgins is out, where I would jam him and you could even you could secondary stack or not. Last week, an example is Njoku, and he's fine on this slate as well. But Njoku last week was, who did Cleveland play again? Was it
0: Ch- Chargers? Chargers, yeah. Right?
1: And so it actually worked out. There were some really nice looking lineups. If you had Eckler and Njoku, and that's was, oh, that's results oriented. No, I'm saying even if you went in before the slate and looked, Eckler, people liked that game. They just didn't know how to use the pieces. People were playing in Joku some. It would have made sense if you found that secondary. I think here you could find like a Hurst Kamara or Olave. We'll wait on the news of who's playing and whatnot. My point being though is that like you can find something like that without having to go too far off the board and still mix in a secondary if you wanted. I don't see a lot else. I like Irv Smith, but again, that's going to be in... Cousin Stacks. Cousin Stacks, yeah. So I like the distally call you had earlier if you want to play someone that's different, that's cheap, that's in that Arizona-Seattle game as a way to get different when most are on Ertz. Last, the only one-off I would ask about or, or say is we talked a little bit on him earlier, but Kittle. If we, if we do see Atlanta covering again here and we do see a closer game, Kittle started out last week. He had four catches for 43 and a fumble on the first drive of the week, the starting point of the game, and then they just left him for dead. But... If you think that this is a spot here and people are paying up for Kelsey, then the sneaky ones go to Andrews, and then the rest all pay down or fill out their stacks with Ertz and guys below, then could you see Kittle sort of squeeze between Ertz and the high-end guys?
0: Uh, The five I have projected over 10% right now, and that's like give or take a few on either side. Pitts, Andrews, Higby, Ertz, and Kelsey. Everyone else is, should be relatively unknown.
1: God, I mean, pits. maybe
0: people own people galvanize on hurt on Hurst if he ends up like clear in health. No Higby, not no Higby, yeah, no Higgins in that game, and that's where you save money. Then sure. And if yeah. Fryermuth misses, I could see people playing the Brady stack with Zach Gentry. Yeah, could see that too. Twenty six hundred. I think people still are you know in tune with Pickens. They like him. Yeah, That's fine and everything, but like that's to punt away like eventually his price becomes like, oh, he's like a real guy now. Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah, (laughs) something to keep an eye on. And Gentry is just so cheap that it would make sense to fill that out coming back the other way, especially if you didn't want to play or if Breit was in and it made it a little bit more murky, you'd say, okay, I can just go to Gentry on the other side. So I could see that. Again, these guys won't get popular. Kittle was the only one where I'm sort of, sort of riding the middle. Like I said, that, that might be the way. Remember I was talking earlier about how if San Francisco's a look-ahead spot, early west to east, all, all these little things where it's like, I don't know. I, I could see where this game does become a little bit tighter and Kittle would stand out to me as an option there. It's not all the way coming across the east coast or anything, but I'm just saying from San Francisco... It's still a a little spot here where they're on the road. Could be a look ahead. I think we could see it. And Atlanta has continued to cover, and we are this five-and-a-half home dog, which has been very good in the past. I think it's over 60% that it hits at.
0: Well, I should probably start punching in my uh, stack requests into run the Sims here where I want my quarterback from Arizona. So I think Kyler, Burrow, and Brady are going to be my three. If I go to four, I think I'm just going to go completely off the wall with someone just insane. <laughs> first stack. Brissett. I was thinking more like Lawrence. Yeah, one thing we didn't
1: talk a lot about him, but Lawrence failing last week after, like, so here's the thing about Lawrence. It failed last week. It didn't work. Why do we like it at all? Was because it was so easy to stack it up. That game literally, it was against Houston. We had a couple guys on the Houston side, Pierce. The main ones on the other <laughs> side. In this week, you've got, well, it's easy. Like, it's Lawrence, Kirk, Jones. That didn't change. If you want to mix in Etienne or Ingram, that's on you. I'm just saying the first stuff did not change. The other side is Jonathan Taylor, who, like you said, is projecting well and would be the guy and, and to Ale- set it and off. And Alec Pierce to save some money and, and then go back up to, like, Justin Jefferson. To save the money. You've got, like, again, it's so easy to stack up, but now no one's going there. But this week's the, there's less games to choose from. The same situation where it's easy to stack. It's one you could get back involved with. So I, I had it there as well. So, so Lawrence, Cousins,
0: it's probably it. Kyler? No, Kyler's, like, the main Oh, one. you got it there, yeah. So Kyler, Burrow, and Brady for sure. Yeah, And then if I do want to add a fourth one in as a part of 20 lineups or however many I ended up playing.
1: Kyler might be more of a late swap guy for me than going in. But definitely Allen. I like the Stafford with Cup and Higby. See, I'm not going
0: to use Allen. I'm not going to use Geno. I'm probably going to fade this Bills game. And I was all over the Bills game last week. Yeah, By like even that Baltimore week. I was just like, I'm not going to play it. I'm going to play the stupid Seahawks and Detroit game. That worked out. But I just need to get it right that the game that actually shoots out is the Cardinals one, and it's the Cardinals side that does the condensed fantasy scoring.
1: Yeah, the one that might be the biggest one for me, actually, and again, just to round out the show, I guess, but like the, there's no Homer bias here, but the Lamar Jackson spot where he's just underneath the two most popular in that game, Andrews is just underneath Kelsey in that. You actually get that little bit of savings. If you wanted to run it back with a guy like, I don't know, like, uh, you know, uh, there's Marcus Johnson, there's Slayton, there's guys that you could use Barkley, as you mentioned, whatever you want to do differently there, you could do that and still save just a little bit. But I really do think that's an interesting spot here. Going against the Giants, I think they can smash them. If the Giants can keep up some way, shape or form, even better, right? For me, for that stack. But I think that's what makes it interesting is that because Andrews is under Kelsey and Lamar is under Mahomes and Allen. Uh, I kind of like that one quite
0: a bit. Stafford I'm going to play around with as well.
1: I like that one a lot, but I think that's better for uh, smaller fields Yeah, because it's easy to stack up. You want to correlate more stuff in the smaller fields. You need less to happen to get there. And again, we we nailed it last week again with Cup. Like again, we knew he was going to put up his 25 or 30 points, but it's not going to do anything for the slate. Like it's not going to break the slate because he's $9,600 or whatever. It's just too much. But in the smaller fields... Those points, you just watch those rack up at the end and no one else has them. And you're like, this is perfect. I found a way to get to him. Shakir last week was a guy that allowed you to make that decision. Like, holy shit, now I can go and get Cup into my lineup. I don't even love him, but in the smaller field stuff, it just made perfect sense. Because now I'm going to rack up 25 to 30 points. And if I get more, great. I'm not expecting it, but it makes it work so much better and nobody else has them.
0: I think that's it. Week six. You'll be in the studio on Sunday. We'll be here watching football. Live! And in the studio on Sunday. It's going to be a good day. Cust will be sitting in between us. Can't wait. It's going to be tough. You might get super cursed. <laughs> no, it would never and, and it's towards the end of the game. I, ho- I only ho- just started ho- believing ho- in it. Hopefully you're winning a million bucks. And then he'll say, you're not going to win. And then you'll win. This could be the week. Imagine. Remember I said, we imagine we break the studio
1: curse. When I don't come to the studio, I win money. Imagine I win the most amount I've ever won while being in the studio on Sunday night. I
0: yeah. would enjoy that.
1: I would too. We would have a great free roll
0: for the for the people if that happened. We we'd have some sort of fun giveaway. Yes, we would. but you have to be watching on Sunday night in order to get into it. How about that?
1: Definitely, I'll I'll agree to that. Anything a hundred thousand or more prize doesn't have to be profits. If I win a hundred, that wouldn't be the most I ever won, but the million would be. That's why I said that yeah. line. But if I win more than a hundred thousand Sunday night, say so if I win more than fifty thousand sitting here Sunday
0: night, we'll have a big free roll for the people. I like it. So follow Tambo on Twitter at Totag and Tambo. You can catch his tidbits coming out on Saturdays. You can find that in the newsletter as well. You can sub to that down for free, down in the comment section. The Listener's League is down there as well. RunTheSims.com slash Mayo. And RPS25 at RunPureSports.com to get yourself 25% off the first month. Suggest you do it, all right? I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time.
1: Mayo Experience! Experience!